Hello, everyone. This is John Sterling, and you're listening to the Curtain Call Podcast, featuring Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Mr. John J. Filippelli, and his co-host, Kevin Sullivan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Curtain Call Podcast. Thank you for downloading, as always. I am Kevin Sullivan, alongside Sports Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Mr. John J. Filippelli. Flip, how are you today? I'm good, Kevin. How are you today? You're making I'm me gonna... laugh. Stop. We just started this thing. I'm not supposed to laugh at the top. I laugh at the middle or the end, but not the top. Hello. How are you, Kev? Good, are you good. Today? A little tired. A lot of, a lot of World yeah. Series watching, so I'm a little tired. Uh, yeah, me too. I've, I've actually watched. I, watched uh, I, didn't know, I didn't think I was going to, but I'm, I'm such a baseball fan, I can't help myself. Uh, once the Yankees were out, it was like, uh, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but I am a big baseball fan, so I, I can't help myself. I had to watch. Uh, and I'm enjoying it. Some, some, uh, some fun. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, over the weekend also, I think there's this common misconception that the content, like we have these content elves that put the content on the website. It's actually uh, us from the digital team. We had a busy week- weekend. I urge everybody to check out the feed with Luis Sessa. That was a good episode that dropped this past weekend. Of course, yeah. our own Matthew Stucco produced that. I was going to ask you, who's the host of that show? Matthew Stucco, producer, editor, host. He's sort of a one-man band, isn't he? Matt he Stucco. is. He is. And he's actually a lot of fun. Those of you who, who don't know Matt Stucco, and that would be most of you, I would think, probably all of you wouldn't know who he is. But you know what? You should get to know him because he's quite the guy. I like him. Okay. And so I have Matt's phone number, and I'm going to give it out before the end of the show. Yeah. So those yeah. Of you, which, just call him. He's very friendly. Just call him. <laughs> You'll really enjoy him. He's a good guy. Enough about Stucco. I've what said about that probably him? a million times this week already. Uh-huh. It's Monday. Uh, okay. we got a lot to talk about. Let's We're, go, I baby. Think, I'm I here. I think we start with um, – we'll get back to the World Series because I want to talk about that. But I think we start with the uh, Gold Glove Award finalists that came out last week. Uh, a lot of talk about it online. Yeah. Um, let's start with the obvious one. Two Yankees were nominated. Let's start with the right. obvious one, Gio Urshela. Oh yeah, absolutely. He uh, he's he deserves it. He deserves a gold glove. Tremendous. He's been he's always been a terrific fielder, and that, but now he's in New York and people get to see him, and and he's playing every day, and he's just been outstanding. I mean, he's as good a defensive third baseman. I mean, I I was fortunate enough to see Cleet Boyer and Greg Nettles and Brooks Robinson and you know players of that ilk uh, at third base, and and uh, but I'll tell you, Schiller's right there with everybody, and uh, and he deserves it. He works hard. He's a he's a terrific third baseman. I'm going to give you the three names that are the finalists, and then okay. I'm going to make you pick. Okay. Uh, Moncada from the White Sox. Want me sure. to give you some numbers? Yeah, sure. A 964 fielding percentage, five errors, negative one defensive run saved. Hmm. And you always say a run saved is as good as a run driven in. Oh, yeah. I mean, that defense doesn't get enough credit. By the way, the teams that usually win are the teams that have pitching and defense, as particularly defense. Defense is so important. So important in the game. the game. The run you save is as important as the run you drive in. What's the difference? There shouldn't be a difference, right? No, no. Uh, Kiner Falefa from the Rangers, 957 fielding percentage, five errors, mm-hmm. but eight runs saved. Wow. And then I'll give you Geo, 992. That's the highest of the three. Only one error. That's the fewest of the three. And six defensive runs saved. I'd give it a hand. I give it a chance. I think so. Yeah, only be- one error compared to both had five. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but, but when you see him, see maybe I'm biased because I see him every day, 
And I mean, I still that play against the Indians. That that's that was just that was unbelievable. I mean, that's that saved, double play. Yeah, I mean, that just saved it. That saved the Yankees. I mean, he saved them time and time again with his glove. I mean, and yes, he's got a lot of big hits for them too, but that's not what we're talking about here. Gold glove, we're talking about defense. But he's, he's just extraordinary. His range is extraordinary. Goes to, he goes up, goes to the backhand as well as any third baseman I've seen ever seen. And I've seen a lot. Like I said, I mentioned I've seen quite a few terrific third basemen. He's right there with just about anybody. Defensively, he's 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 a magician at third base. He really is. So, no uh, no friction here. I'm going with Gio as well. We're in agreement. Okay. okay. Hopefully, uh, the next one. I don't think any of us saw this one coming. Yeah, Clint Frazier was named a finalist for right field gold glove. Before I get your flip, your take flip, excuse me, uh, allow me to pat myself on the back a little bit. That doesn't happen very often. I don't get this opportunity very often. Uh, longtime listeners will know that I have said on multiple occasions this baseball season that not only has Clint Frazier gotten better in the outfield, but I think I've used the words, quote, really good outfielder. This is where you talk. I'm speechless, actually. <laughs> I love his bat. And he, he, he's a major leaguer and then some. I mean, he really had, a, as far as I'm concerned, I know it was a shortened season, but I thought he had breakout performance. I thought he was terrific. And I think his attitude, which, you know, he, was, he needed maturity. He needed to grow up in some respects. And I think he really has. I think he's grown up. I think he's very mature now. I think he uh, looks at life uh, differently. And that happens to all of us. It's important in our life. We're all young at one point, and we all need to grow up a little bit. And I think he's done that. So I, I think he's uh, good for him. He's a, he's a nice kid, and he's playing, he's playing at the top of his game. The gold glove, I just don't see it, though. I just I, – I have not – uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't, that I don't see. I don't see him as a gold glove outfielder. I see him, I see him as a terrific hitter. I see him as a, an asset to the team, but I don't see him as, I don't see him as a great outfielder. I, I don't know where this, this, this nomination is coming from, but, you know, I mean, he, he played 20, only 20-something games he played in right field, right? So, he started 27 games in right field. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a pretty small sample size. And uh, um, I, I, uh, what I've seen defensively, I, I, I think it's a part of his game. I think he's improved. For sure, and I think that's 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 enough to keep him, you know, to give him keep him employed rather regularly is to, to improve, and I think he has improved to the point where he, you know he's getting to be a, a like a decent outfielder. But I I don't see him as a goal lover. I just I just that I don't see. Well, the good news is the jump that he made from last season defensively to this yes. season was so enormous, and you'll it's likely big, see the momentum shifting toward that. Right, he's not going to just stop here. He's obviously working on his game. It's going to get better. And maybe he will turn into a gold glove outfielder. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, listen, there was a time when he couldn't catch a cold. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think he's gotten it enormously better. I do. Sorry, Clint, if you're listening to this, I don't mean to offend you. I'm not doing that. Uh, I mean, I have, I like you and I have a lot of respect for you and I really like the way you hit, but having said that, uh, and I, I respect the fact you've worked hard on your defense. I think that's really important. Defense is in an outfield. You got to have an outfield who can play defense and uh, it's gotten better, but I don't, I don't, Go Glover, I just don't see that. I, I'm sorry, I don't see that. Well, this year it'll go to Gallo. Gallo and the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to see who else is up. So there you go. Yeah. So it's Gallo on the Rangers, Santander from the Orioles. Gallo actually leads uh, all outfielders. All outfielders with 12 defensive runs saved. Yeah, he's he's a pretty good outfit. He really is a terrific outfit. He's got a lot of range. He's got a good arm. Uh, he gets it done. As a player, he strikes out a little too much, but he's uh, but he's uh, he's a solid player. Really is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Clint Frazier, if you're gonna say 
hey, he does deserve this nomination. He has four runs saved, and that's tied for third in AL outfielders. Okay. So you have that. I mean, it's not 12. It's not Gallo. Well, what's your point here? Well, I'm, ju- I'm trying to make a case for Clint. Okay. Uh, that, I, listen, I respect you. We're friends. Um, we don't always agree on everything. I mean, uh, uh, you're making a case for Clinton. If we were talking offensively, make a case, I would say there is no case to be made that he's there. Offensively, he's there. Defensively, he was challenged. I think he's gotten better. I think he's improved, but I, I just don't – personally, I just don't see him as a gold glover, but that's okay. I'm glad he got the nomination. It's important. But, you know, it's, it's, look, if, it's, if they give a nomination for improved, he deserves that. That he's, he's worked hard. I, I will say that. But in terms of being like a gold glove outfielder, that I don't see. I just don't see that. I don't see those two words going next to his name. Well, somebody else who's not a gold glover this year is Masahiro Tanaka. Some think he got snubbed. He's, he's one of the best fielding pitchers in baseball, and he has been since the day he, walked to, he got to the mound at Yankee Stadium. As many he walked in the major leagues, he, 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 that, was on his, that was part of his repertoire, was his ability to field his position. He's a terrific fielding pitcher, and the fact that they didn't, you know, he's not nominated is, is, is an oversight. As far as an I'm oversight, concerned. and I love that, at least from Tanaka's side, he cares, meaning when these announcements and these finalists came out, he tweeted immediately the words gold glove and then crying emoji. So he wanted that yeah. award. He, and he deserves he wanted, it. He thinks he, yeah. He's so, won a few, hasn't he? I mean, has he won a few? Oh, why do you ask the tough ones? Well, we, that's, that's why we have, we have a deep research department. Yeah, Stucco can look that up while, if you don't mind. We're back Stucco. to Stucco. Okay, we started with Stucco, <laughs> now we're back to Stucco. <laughs> so he's a host, editor, producer, and research guy. You know what? It's great to have that. That he's like a Zobris quality to him. He's oh, like good. The 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 maximum sort of uh, utility person. I like that. So here, let me give you the while Stucco's looking yeah. that up. The three nominees for American League Gold Glove at the pitching position: right. Griffin Canning, Kenta Maeda, and Zach Plesac. I don't have any problem with all, any of them, but Kenta Maeda has a nine twenty three fielding percentage compared to Tanaka's perfect fielding percentage Tanaka eight runs saved compared to the three to Maeda. So, so how is he, how is he, does it at least get a nomination? How is that possible? Well, I'll tell you why I, I kind of led you to where I wanted you to go. These awards to me are, I I get the other awards, the season end awards, AL MVP, Cy Young, that type of thing. These feel like a popularity contest to me in that, these are the coaches and the managers voting for 75% of this. Uh, you know, it's not the unbiased writers. Right. So it very much feels like a popularity contest. So, so Clint Frazier has friends on the committee. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That must be what, what, what why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I just don't, that well, I don't see. Well, then think about this, though. When yeah. somebody like a coach or a manager is the one doing the voting, they're going to put a higher premium on you leveled up. That's true. You put the hard work in and you leveled up. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if, if that's what we're talking about, then, then, then okay. But we're, but we're talking about – I mean, to me, every time you say gold glove, I mean, that's says stellar defense. That says, you know what, you don't want the ball going in that direction because it's going to get caught. Okay, something is going to happen, and it's not going to be good for the offensive player. Okay, that's what you say. 
but and I just right. don't think of that that way. I just don't think of him that way. That's all. So stuck. You come up with anything? Stucco, Crickets. where are you? Crickets. I looked it up. I see no gold gloves for him. I don't even think Stucco's listening anymore. For Tanaka? Yeah, there he is. Hey, <laughs> so so he's never won a gold glove, Tanaka, huh? Stucco, I see your picture on the screen here. Why is that? It, it looks like you're in like a Hallmark movie on the Hallmark <laughs> channel. You've got one of those things going on. You know, they have movies on the, you know, they they're started their Christmas movies. They start their Christmas movies like in September. It's the same it, movie, just different people every well, time. Well, it's the same plot. I mean, that's yeah. so it's the same plot. It starts with, you know, um, you know, uh, it starts with, like very romantically, you know, uh, sort of, and then it, it sort of goes, then they fall apart. And at the end, with only one minute left of the show, they, they, they get back together and they go off on their happy, merry way. Yeah, I mean, so the girl it finds happy- out that the guy is really, uh, his business is, is threatening to put her business out of, out of business. So they go their separate ways. Then they, yeah, it's a yeah. The fights are usually like they're like they're moronic. Actually, what they argue about, I feel, I feel, I feel badly for the people in it because you know the, the arguments are so dumb that breaks break up this happy relationship. But again, it's it's like a Hallmark card. Listen, it's a greedy card. It's supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to make you like high on romance. And for what it's supposed to do, it does. I mean, it's one of the most popular channels on television. Is Hallmark. But, Melissa Joan Hart shot one two houses yeah. down from me. Yeah, uh, a couple did. years ago. Yeah. It was shot in the summer, but the whole neighborhood was covered in snow. It was pretty funny. Like, that is funny. I, I got to yeah. say, that's funny. I mean, around where I live, they only shoot the Stepford Wives. You know, they, yeah. that's what they shoot. You know, that's because where yeah. I live. That's kind of the area I live. I get the Stepford Wives, but, but that's okay. Um, Want to talk baseball? Sure, let's get back to baseball. <laughs> so Masahiro Tanaka won three gold gloves, but they were all overseas. So he has not won a gold glove yet while playing in Major League Baseball. That is a revelation. I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I always thought he had at least one. And he should have had a couple. I mean, look at how he feels the position. It's remarkable. Anyway, I well, that's an oversight. I mean, yeah, so I, how can you get worked up over that? I can't, if they don't give it to Tanaka and, and, and Frazier's nominated and Tanaka's not, then, I mean, I mean it's very, very, uh, let's just say it's subjective and we'll leave it at that. You know what else is an oversight? What's that? If you fail to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, you right know here. we forgot to mention that, didn't we? It's rate, very important. Subscribe, I know that's very important. Helps us tremendously. We we read all the reviews. We 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 read is a hard thing to say. We 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 <laughs> see. Are you French? We 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 we. Hey, that's great. Uh, we read all the emails to curtaincallyes at gmail.com. And somebody took me to task. We'll get into that later. Oh, they did. The I want to hear that. Yeah. I want to hear yeah. that. Um, but let's, let's stick with this prediction stuff. I want to okay. do, um, right. American league MVP for the season. Not obviously we'll, we'll get into the world series okay. and all that. I have a thought, but you go first. Okay. I'm going to go first. We're going to, we'll get into all the other stuff like Cy Young and rookie of the year in coming weeks. We don't have to do it all now. No, we have time. Um, I'm going to do, I'll give you my final three. Yeah. And I'm going to throw a little curveball in there, a curveball that I despise, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, sure. Jose Abreu, DJ LeMahieu. Wow. And then the curveball is Shane Bieber. And I despise when they put a pitcher in that category. Yeah. They have their own. I'm not doing that. It's, I think it's it's one of it's one of the first two. Where it's either going to be yeah, man, wow. Abreu had a big year. Abreu's a really good player. Had a great year. 
You know, I love LeMayu, though. I just do. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going with my heart here. I'm going to go LeMayu. That's what my oh. heart tells me. My heart tells me that. So th- this is a bad podcast because we're just agreeing with each other. What do you <laughs> I'm have? I'm going LeMayu. And look at this. 1.011 OPS led yeah. the American League. Yeah. Versus Abreu's was 987. Hmm. Uh, 421 on base percentage led the yeah. American League versus Abreu's 370. Right. And LeMay, who batted 364, led the majors. That's something. Great... Where would the Yankees be without LeMay? Well, how about the last two years? I mean, he fully finished third right, last year. He finished third? Third or fourth last year? Fourth, right? Because Did, didn't. Yeah, I Sinian... think it is fourth. I think he did. Yeah. Fourth. Anyway, he was, but he, as far as I was concerned, he was the Yankee MVP. He was just, he was just remarkable. He, 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 there's nothing he doesn't do. You need a big defensive play, he makes it. He's not a speedster. He steals it. He needs to go first to third to get set up. He goes first to third, he gets set up. You need a base hit up the middle, gets a base hit up the middle. You need to go the other way, he goes the other way. Hit and run, hits and run. And there's nothing he doesn't do. He's a remarkable player. I mean, I don't say this with surprise. I mean, I've been following his career since he was a Cub, you know, a million years ago. But, I mean, he's a terrific player and has been. The Rockies, too. And he was available. The Yankees got him. And, and uh, I mean, and, 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 I, mean I, I, don't, I don't even know that there was a lot of competition for him. But, but the Yankees saw it and said, he's there. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. We like him. But he can help us out. And so he got a two-year deal. And, you know, it was a very, very, very um, sort of team-friendly deal. And uh, now he's beyond the market. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I know he wants to come back to the Yankees. He really enjoyed being a Yankee. I know he wants to stay a Yankee. It'll be interesting to see if they can work something out. Because he, he's, he's like a creature of habit. He's going to be in demand. What's that? He is. He yeah, seems like sure. a creature of habit. Good player. Uh, really is solid. Probably the most competitive AL MVP race I've seen in years. You know, there's other names we could have mentioned between Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Mike Trout's always in the conversation. We didn't even say Luke Voigt. Like you could talk about seven. Mike legitimate- Trout is always in the conversation. It's the Mike Trout Award. <laughs> I mean, they should just call it the Mike Trout Award. That's not MVP. It's the Mike Trout Award. I mean, he's, I mean, he's won about three of them, and he's finished second about four times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who does that? Mike Trout. Mike Trout, right? So it's the Mike Trout Award we're talking about. It's not really MVP. You should call it the MT, the MTA, the Mike, Mike Trout, Trout Award. Yeah. You like that? It's not bad. That's cool. MTA's well, that's what nothing. it is. Yeah. I haven't been on a train in a while, by the way. Speaking of the MTA, MTA, you mean? Yeah. 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 So let's talk about the World Series. Yes, let's do that. So as we stand right now, the Dodgers have a 3-2 lead over the Rays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I patted myself on the back a little earlier. Now flips your turn because if I remember correctly, you predicted the Dodgers in six. Yes. If they win... On tomorrow, what is that? Tuesday. It's going to be yeah. Dodgers and six. It could be, and if they and if they lose, then we got a seventh game, and anything can happen. So, uh, you know, listen. If if the Dodgers win, they've 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 been bridesmaids enough time. Good for them, especially Clayton Kershaw, who I think is oh is one of the best pitchers in the game and has been for a very long time. But he's has not had you know his career has not had a great does not distinguish himself in the postseason. He had some struggles in the postseason. His regular season work has been magnificent. Postseason work, not as much so. Same like Greg Maddox. Maddox Greg Maddox, the same thing. Mirror, almost a mirror deal. Great, great regular season. A little less great in the playoffs, postseason stuff. But, uh, 
but you know, Kershaw's won two games. If if the Dodgers win this thing, he'll he'll, go, he'll be the MVP of the World Series. So, and he deserves it. Good for him. I mean, he's he's uh, had enough struggles in the postseason. I'm glad he's righted that ship. And he's a he's a first rate. He's a good guy too. So I, I'm really happy for him. If it happens that way, who knows? And and if the Rays should turn this around, they only have to win two games. And it's very possible. I mean, this is, you talk about a team that ran through the American League. I think they have a real ch- they have a chance to win. Sure, if they win the two games, good good for them. That's the little engine that could. Because nobody nobody thought with because they don't have the resources that they they really have to make do with uh, with they really they're just smart they're a good smart organization they don't have a lot of uh, depth in the farm system it's not the farm system that's doing this they make astute trades and they pick players up they see value in role playing you know they roll everybody has a role on that team and everybody buys into what their role is and they have dominant pitching usually that's Starting pitching is usually pretty good. I mean, that, that's the difference here. I mean, they've struggled in the starter spot. You know, uh, they have, and, and that's, that's hurt them here. But their bullpen is, is magnificent. I mean, they got four guys that come out, they throw like 99 miles an hour. It's, it's tough to hit square up when the guys can do that. They have flamethrowers coming out of that pen. Everybody knows their role. Kevin Cash is a really good, solid manager. The organization is good at spotting talent, and not particularly talent they could fit in. Everybody has a role. Everybody fits. And everybody's ego is, is out the door. It's a very interesting organization, and they've proven that with even with less talent, they could you could put together a team that could win. They've proven that. So good for them. The only note I will disagree with you on yeah. is Clayton Kershaw MVP. Um, not that it won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think if Corey Seager has a huge game six. Yeah. You know he's batting four seventy one in the World Series. Yeah. One point four three two OPS. Yeah. He's having a big World Series, no doubt. I mean, their two, three, and four spots have really been great for them. You know, you go through go through that batting order. You need two, three, and four, and they've been terrific. You know, so you know, I mean, and Bellinger, Bellinger's out of this world. Yeah, yeah, he's having a tough series, but he's out of this world. Mookie Betts is also having a tough series. Luckily, Betts won the first game for them, though. So, but Mookie won the first game. Yeah, I mean that 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 whole display of that all that base running was just magnificent. I mean, he showed what a versatile player he is. They, it, when, when you've got Bellinger and Betts not playing up to their potential, not playing up to being Bellinger and Betts, being something less than that, and the Dodgers are still winning, that shows you, the, that shows you how much talent that team has. So much talent. You know? I think Betts won the nation some tacos, right? Isn't that how that worked? Oh, I don't hear anymore about tacos. It's so Please. I haven't done takeout since the pandemic, so I don't know. No, well, what do you do then? I cook you now. Just cook at home and stuff. You guys yeah. cook at home. I've become a great pizza chef. I, I've become really good. At, they don't make frozen dinners anymore. I'm really dating myself. Like Swanson TV, TV dinners. They used to freeze this stuff. It was terrible. And, Salisbury steak. Yeah, I used to have Salisbury steak. It was actually it was pretty good for what it was. It's uh, it's weird seeing fans in the stands at these World Series games. Yeah, isn't it? It's nice to have some some something besides cardboard cutouts. I mean, I think it's nice. Yeah, to actually see like, people. I like that they're actually wearing masks too, which is and cool. they're socially distanced. I mean, they're doing yeah. the right thing. They're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, I think. Um. So it's you know it's interesting, very interesting, but I, I it's nice to see people back. I agree with you. I agree with you. So I, I am I am looking for something here, but keep going. I'm looking for a. Uh, if I can find it through your phone. Yeah, I'm looking for the batting average. I'm going through. I'm looking for uh, the World Series. Some, some information from that. I'll get right. But keep keep. So going. this is evidence that we world. don't do a production meeting or plan anything. No, we, we, just we don't turn on the mics. Well, it, but it's organic. Isn't organic better than just you know, uh, 
you know, our, we, we, we rely on our personalities, which really puts us in a bad way, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. We're really well, behind yeah. the eight ball. Especially me. Well, and, and Stucco. I'm like, Stucco's not even here. Paint dry. Stucco says, I'm here to help. And then he left. How do you? So I guess he helped by leaving, I suppose. I don't know. How do you think Fox is doing this World Series? Uh, they're doing okay. You know, I mean, the, 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 look, I mean, as a production person who knows exactly what I'm seeing and someone who sat in the chair and produced World Series, which I did, um, I have an idea of what it takes to do these things. And uh, they, I mean, I, Fox is pretty good. I mean, look, it's a tough. It's tough. It's tough, especially when you don't know the teams. Like you, it's easy, not easy for us, but we, we follow the Yankees every day. We know the Yankees backwards and forwards. And when the Yankees are in the playoffs, we could see sometimes when someone comes in, and not that they do a bad job, but they just don't do a thorough job because they don't know the teams the way we know them. It's tough for, for anybody, anybody, no matter how much you study, how much you know, to go into a, a, ball, a ballpark that you don't know with players that you, you, know, you know but you, don't, you haven't seen every day. And now all of a sudden you, you have to sort of square up over a, a six-game or a seven-game series. You have to sort of square it up and try to figure out what these players are about, where your storylines are, and again, without having the benefit of having seen them in the regular season. So that's kind of kind of it's kind of puts the networks behind the eight ball, but I mean that's why when I was at NBC we used to hire one uh, like we hire the club's announcers to work with us. So like if the two teams in the World Series were the Yankees and say the Reds, we'd hire somebody from the Yankees, hire somebody from the Reds, just because it gave us the the local flavor of those teams and was really helpful to the, us as national carriers to have that kind of benefit and wisdom of people who saw the team every day. It's it's you cannot you cannot mitigate that factor how important that is to having seen the teams every day having said that i I think joe buck is an outstanding play-by-play man outstanding play-by-play i know some people may not like him if you don't like him well that's you know what then you don't know what you're watching because he's great he really is a terrific and you know and and smoltz is good smoltz is good i love coney coney Coney, i love coney to pieces i mean i wish he was doing the world series i think that booth would be better with three than two if they had another voice in there i think it'd be great smoltz is fine he's solid you know but um, you know, uh, I don't know. It would be nice if they had three. I think they that I think that booth, if it was my call, we'd have three in it. But you know, yeah, and Cone would be a great fit. Maybe not with he'd be then be the second pitcher in the booth, which might be an issue. But I get it. The sentiment is the same. He he deserves to be in there. You know what? And that's true. That you you're right about having two pitchers. Except that when you have two pitchers who really know the game the way those two guys know the game, I mean, they dissected hitters. They they they. Uh, they inviscerated it. This is what they did, the both of them. So they, under, they understood how to pitch. Both of them understand how to pitch. When you understand how to pitch, then you understand hitting because you know what, what pitches you need to get a hitters out and how to pitch to great hitters. So they, they, you're right in, in the sense that it would be nice to have a hitter in there, but at the end of the day, those two guys are so outstanding at, at dissecting pitching and, and, and underscoring what pitch, good pitching really means because you're not going to win this without good pitching. You have to be able to pitch. You have to be able to catch the ball. More than hit the ball, you've got to pitch it and you have to catch it. That'd be, I, you can't say it enough times. I said, that's like stay on the field, stay on the field, stay on the field. <laughs> it's called catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. And uh, – you know, and, and you know, you got to win a gold glove if you're a third baseman. You win a gold glove if you're the outfielder. You're working on it. I agree. Fox is doing a good job. Yes. Um, and remember, they're doing this during a pandemic, which obviously doesn't help. Which kind of leads to my next, uh, yeah, which my is- next question to you, because we had this conversation in one of our meetings a couple of days ago, uh, and and I made a note to follow up with you because I thought yeah. it was interesting. There, there might be some. COVID-19 related 
uh, production values that'll carry over to post COVID. Um, we don't know what those are. I don't want to speculate now, but I do want to ask, you know, for example, the Yankees went to Baltimore this year and Michael Kay was doing the call from a screen. He wasn't in Baltimore. How right. much do you lose when Michael Kay or anybody isn't in the stadium? We've all had to adjust. We've had to adjust to a COVID-19 world. Uh, which meant that we, we were limited how many people we could take to another team's facility. Um, the, the, and the reality is once they did the math, they realized there wasn't enough room to accommodate the home team and the visiting team in terms of booth allocation for uh, so, with social distancing being an aspect now and a consideration. There wasn't enough room to, to be able to accommodate what you had before. They say three announcers and a statistician and a camera person and a, an A2, an audio assist who helps mic them up, et cetera, et cetera. So you have all those people in the booth, the stage manager, whatever. You could not be able to accommodate all those people. So the decision was made to have the home team, whoever the home team is, they would do the broadcast, the telecast, and the visiting team would take that feed of the home team, they would take what we call a clean feed, no graphics, no announcers. They would get that feed and they would voice it over, put our voices on it. So, you know, so the, for our Yankee fans, if we say we were in Boston doing a game, we know we take the Red Sox feed from Nesson, it's clean, and we have our announcers talk over it and, and put graphics in, and that's what we do. And vice versa, when they come to New York, the Red Sox, they used to take the yes feed, and they would do the exact same thing that we did when we went to Boston. So it could trade off, if you will. So it, it saved people going. It saved, uh, it saved uh, you know, uh, there are drawbacks to it. There are absolute drawbacks. One of the drawbacks is when you are not in the ballpark, you have a hard time seeing fly balls. And you have, to, you have to look at a monitor now and react to, you have to look at an outfielder and say, well, if the outfielder's not moving, it's probably a home run. I mean, you have to look for little indicators like that. And there were times when we had Paul O'Neill on a Zoom call, and the Zoom call was delayed because of Wi-Fi. His Wi-Fi was a little off. So the Zoom call got delayed a little bit. So he would wind up stepping right on, our, on David Cohn and Michael Kay, who were in, in the ballpark, you know, either, either watching a feed or they were actually doing – it was a home game for the us, and yes, they would actually be doing the game. So there was a lot of stepping. There was a, look, it was imperfect, but we got through it. The whole idea was to get on the air and get through it. It wasn't. It wasn't about winning Emmys. It wasn't about painting the Mona Lisa. It was nothing like that. We were. We were all very particular about our work. We all want to win awards. We all work really hard. We all have high standards. And yes, we have tremendously high standards for our broadcast. You know that, Kevin, and the world knows it because we are. We are a gold standard. That's what we are. And I'm very proud to say that no, it's, I, uh, all our people made it a gold standard. But having said that, there are imperfections in the way that this season worked. And if we have to do another season, which we might very well may here, if we wind up doing another season sort of like this season, you know, we, we have to make decisions. Will I travel some people because it's the announcers because it's better? On big series, I will, I will probably travel people, yes. On series that are less important, I probably will not. Because, again, we don't – and that's if Major League Baseball will allow us to be on the road with the visiting, as a visitor to go into the park and be able to do some work for that we want to do. That's up to Major League Baseball. Whatever we do has to be uniform, and that's what has to be worked on, uniformity here. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. Obviously, it sounds like somebody like a Michael Kay is important. Yeah, of course, um, he is. Of course. Especially that line drive down the, down the line to left. Yeah. I'm imagining Michael very often would be looking at the umpire to find out if the ball was fair or foul. Yeah. That's no longer the case. He didn't have that. There's um, so many indicators that you, you used to have. Look, if you're behind a mic, you're looking at a monitor because on that monitor is what's going out to the world. 
what we put out from the truck on that monitor. So you're watching that monitor. You're also looking around the monitor. You go off monitor for some place where you, you just take a look at one of them would be a home run. Ball gets hit, it gets scalded. You know it's on its way out. And you sort of take your eye off the monitor and you look to see if it's gone or not. You can see by your own eyes if it's gone. You have the reaction of a crowd. Well, we used to have crowds used to tell you that. You know, now the reaction of the virtual crowd and the cardboard people doesn't tell you very much, <laughs> does it? So you can't do that, right? Okay. No, you can't. The no. cardboard crowd doesn't tell you anything. No, uh, the, the virtual the virtual audio doesn't do much for me either. But I wish but we no, got a cardboard crowd emailing us because I got somebody taking you. me to task. It's like a staff meeting, cardboard cutouts. <laughs> uh, no comment. Ted is listening. I'm sure he is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not. So, all right. I'm not. I like the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> all right. Let's go to some emails. Dante Sorrentino took me to task for my comments about trading Luke Voigt last yeah. week. I knew um, you were going to run into it for that. He said, and I quote, that was the most ridiculous statement I have ever heard in my 45 years of life. So wow, do I, that. First of all, good for, good for him because three or 45 years on this earth, and that's the most ridiculous thing you've heard in 45 years. God bless you. That's awesome. Good for you. You stole my line. The first thing I was going to say was he obviously isn't a listener because I've said a lot more stupid things than that. You said stupider things than that, you believe? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, There's no doubt. doubt. No doubt. This isn't even your top 100. <laughs> so, so he's not paying attention, but that's okay. And the second point for me was, I don't think Luke Voigt should be traded. My point was, his value will never be higher than it is right now. And if you want a pitcher, this might be a way to get a pitcher. You trade Luke Voigt, you scoot LeMahieu over to first, and you find a shortstop. That's all my point was. I wasn't trying to get rid of Luke Voigt. You got to sign LeMahieu before you can slide him over at first base. You know that. Right, right, right. But that's a priority for me. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm worried about LeMayo, but Luke Voigt does not, I'm not worried about. We have him under contract. The Yankees want to keep him. He's got a big bat and the, you know, his, his offense is terrific. He's got to work on his defense. I don't see him win the gold glove right now. No. Yep. Did no. they nominate him? No. I, I uh, so. And even more, the intangible, he's a leader. Luke you know, Voigt he is, is a leader. You know, he is a leader. And, the, the, and he's, listen, look, I mean, look, the Yankees didn't, didn't expend absolutely nothing to get him. They didn't give away very much, and they were fortunate that he was available. But the dividends he's paid already is, is made that validated that trade. If he never did another thing, he validated that trade already. So good for the Yankees and good for him. Yeah, and, uh, look, he's a, he's a good player, and I, I can't see. Uh, would they trade him? They might. I mean, listen, it depends. I don't. I think a lot of players could. Be, you would be surprised who the Yankees would trade. To, you know, to to get certain aspects, certain assets that they need. Yeah, nothing's off the table. No, nothing's off the table. Let you me know, go to Garrett Cole, you know, which you, who you're obviously not going to trade. I mean, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Other than Garrett Cole, I mean, everybody I would think is could be in play. Now you're not going to yeah. trade everybody who's in play, but if you if someone said I want a particular player or I'm looking for a particular player, and if you weren't thinking of trading him, well, you say okay, what are you going to give me in return? If the return matches a huge need of yours, and you have you have sort of the you have a duality. By that, I mean we have some kind of backup in your system to the player that they want. You make that deal. We call that synergy in the business. Oh, which business are we talking about now? The business business. The, the, in this business or any business? Yeah, any business. Any business. You have synergy. It's a nice way to say, say we have too much of something. Oh, synergistic. You're being synergistic. Now. Yes, yes. I see. 
Well, I like that. I, I'm sanguine, which is which is which is synergistically speaking. I'm sanguine. Very copacetic. Jeff Pond writes in. You ready? Okay. He doesn't like flip. You. Yeah. Well, no, Dante doesn't like me. Jeff doesn't even acknowledge me. He says, Flip, with all the experience you've had and all that you've seen, tell me, what's the best stadium you've ever seen not named Yankee Stadium? Camden Yards. I love Camden Yards in Baltimore, especially when it debuted in the early 90s. It was like nothing, nothing that preceded it. It was the first ballpark that went, it went retro. It got away from the, the cookie-cutter nonsense that so many of these stadiums were uh, when they were, you know, they were all, you know, the, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the stadiums in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And they, they were just, they were just, you know, just cookie-cutters. That's all they were. Um, and, and they didn't, they lacked charm. And they lacked a feel, a character. First time I saw Camden Yards and that charm and that character, it was just, it was just a great ballpark to sit and watch a baseball game. So other than Yankee Stadium, you're asking me, I'm going Camden Yards. Beautiful ballpark. And I still enjoy it. I mean, it's, the Orioles aren't very good now. But they used to be very good. They used to be really competitors to the Yankees and help make those American League East race something special when the Orioles were at their best. They're not at their best now. So the, the, that rivalry has gone away right now. But it's a beautiful ballpark, and it's fun to, to go to a game there. And I believe, I could be wrong, that that design actually got offered to the White Sox first. Yes. And I they said no. Right, they went with some horrible cookie cutter thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I should be rude, but yeah, guaranteed rate where the White Sox play, I, I don't like it at all. I, I don't even remember. It used to be U.S. Cellular. Is that the name of it now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. He didn't ask my opinion, but I'm going to give it. I think that's rude. There's two of us here. He only asked for you. Oh, he's smart. Okay. All right, I mean, I'm gonna no, say. Not, of course, he should have asked for you. I mean, I asked for you. Listen, what's your what's, what's your favorite? Well, let me ask you then. What is your Thanks, favorite Flip. ballpark? Thanks That's for asking. I really enjoyed uh, Target Field out in Minnesota. A um, little bit of personality. It's a little quaint. Um, there's a weather issue there, I think, for sure. You're giving it was, me a face. Let me ask you a question. When they built that stadium, this is the, one of the dumbest things of all time. When they built that stand, they put this wall in, in right field, right? So it's hard to hit a ball out in right field, right? Yeah. Their two best players at the time were Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer, both lefty, both pull hitters, both who got who hit that wall like they were playing paddle tennis, and they couldn't hit over. That was one of the dumbest things I had ever seen. Put it because when you build the ballpark, you build it around the assets of your team, the strength of your team. So they had two guys who could play paddle ball out of that wall, and they and they they, they built the wall that was like uh, it was impenetrable. Well, that that's not my problem. Right? That's that's their no, problem. I mean, I'm not and, a, and by the way, since they're both out of the game now, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not a Twins at, fan. So I'm care. not either. But that's not the point. I just think it's a nice stadium. It is. I mean, I went there for, I was at a Super Bowl a couple of years ago there. It was freezing, by the way, but that's what Minnesota is in the winter. Duh. It's cold. It's really cold in the winter. <laughs> it's yeah. really cold in the winter. It's like, you know, it's, it, you get up and it's minus something. You know, you know it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Ironically, Minnesota yeah. is my least favorite place to watch a baseball game as well. Um, the Metrodome, I, th- yeah. I, I thought no, I was watching. Long gone. Yeah. I thought I was watching baseball in the library. It was awful. The Metrodome. I'll tell you yeah. one thing it was loud. I, I did baseball I I did playoff games there. It was really loud. Yeah. Okay. I also like Fenway. 
Fenway's great. It's, great ballpark. Sure. They do a good job the, modernizing it or upgrading it, I should say. They did the best they could because, the, listen, the demand for seats is off the charts. Um, and they, they had to do something. You know, that's a, that's a place you could take the, the Red Sox. If the Red Sox had a stadium that held 50,000, they would sell it out every day, every night. Yep. I mean, fans, they love the game. I mean, they're Red Sox fans, which is, you know, something hard to swallow. But at the end of the day, but you know what? They are good fans. They love their team. And that's what it's about. And the Fenway workers are always nice to us when we're there. Give them shout out yes. to them. Yeah, I remember we did something there. We did a, you and I did a spot there for something we were doing. We did. Yeah, we did a uh, live curtain call. Oh, that's right. With Ashley Fugazi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were talking about her shoes. Our shoes. That's right. Yeah. The great Ashley Fugazi. What else we got here? Because it might be time to land the plane soon. I was going to say, speaking of Ashley Fugazi. Yeah. Should we land it? I think what else do we have to talk about? I mean, you know, there's not a lot going on. We've, 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 we've maximized the minimum. You know, like we, 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 well, we maxed the mini is what we did here. So <laughs> uh, I, what else can we talk about? I have nothing else to talk about. I don't want to, you know, bore the audience. I don't want to do that to them. We, I think we beat the, the gold glove thing to death. So what else? We yeah. Got? No, that's everything. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Don't forget. We want to hear from people. Somebody's calling me on the other phone. Hey, they want to, you want to hear from people and the phone rings. They do. It's right on cue. How'd you do that? I don't know. It's usually a, it's a, like a, it's a, a, uh, some kind of uh, political thing asking for money. That's what they usually are. Oh, either that or you want to. That was great. Or... Instead of the other week, I had the Republicans and the Democrats within, within one minute of each other call me for money. I thought that was the great. Phone? What's that? I haven't, I haven't picked up the phone in years. Oh no, I, I just but I know from the I know from from because I hear it. Oh right. I right. hear the I hear who's on the phone right, so I can hear yeah. them asking for whatever. And uh, now yeah. that Repub- this must be the Whigs or the Federalists because uh, the Republicans are done, the Democrats are done. I mean, I'm running out of parties here. Who else is? Uh, left? What? I think that's I the White House. That's the way I call it. I'm not sure. Wait a minute. Hold on. The Democratic National Committee. Now. Hold on. I mean, anyway, whatever you do, folks, go vote. You know, don't, you should vote. You're part of, be, be part of the process. You should be. And if you're not thinking about it, then you should go out. Because both Kevin and I encourage you to vote. You know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. Just go out and exercise your, your right in democracy to go vote. You should do that. Okay. All right, somebody here, else here. is asking for money. Anyway, George Washington's going to call me now. Okay, very good. In the words of Ashley Fugazi, it's time to land the plane. So let's land that plane, baby. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Great review, subscribe. Subscribe.